Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Talk of the Town Podcast. We are back for another episode. I, as always, am your host, Andy Burrows, and I am joined today by Dunstable Town player, and some say the best left-back the world has ever seen. It's Mr. <laughs> Tolu himself. Tolu, how are you, brother? I'm I'm doing really, really well, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's um it's 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 bit it's good to be sitting here talking uh about another Dunstable Town game. But my god, Tolu, yesterday obviously two all with Potton. And when you look at that, if you just saw the result, you're thinking, oh well, Potton have been a, on a good run. I don't think they had lost in nine, they were scoring goals for fun. But on when you look back at the game, Dunstable were two nil up, we were playing well. Nothing was really going wrong. And, and we seem to be in complete control of the game. And in a blink of an eyelid, we've had a player sent off uh, and it's two all. Um, what was it like for you to play in Tolu? Because obviously I spoke, I get to speak to Joe after the game. So we always get the manager's perspective. But from you, mate, playing in the game, I mean, I don't know what it was like. Obviously, if you got on the sidelines, I thought, you know, we're playing really well. We're controlling this game. Albeit we had to adjust a little bit because we did have a few injuries, which we'll get into in a minute. But what was it like for you to play in, mate? It must have been a bit of a weird one. Oh, man, we were we were absolutely flying for about 80 minutes and it just shows exactly how things can change within like a blink of a nine football. Like we're two nil up, we're coasting, there's 10 minutes left and within 10 minutes they've scored two goals. And yeah, for, for me, I can't lie, it was it was heartbreaking. Like, I, I've literally just been, you know, sometimes you just lay in bed and you're just thinking like, what on earth just happened? Like, mm. how on earth have they scored two goals in in ten minutes, and we've only managed to score two goals in eighty? It's just, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. It just, it just shows how football goes sometimes, man. And I can't lie, the boys, the boys are proper distraught about it because it, it does feel like a loss. It hundred percent feels like a loss. Yeah, man. What was the feeling in the change room after the game? Obviously, like I said, I, I always speak to Joe and do a little post-match. I mean, he wasn't as downbeat as I thought he might have been in previous games because I think, like what I said just there at the start, I thought we played well. We controlled the ball. We passed the ball really well. The formation seemed to work. I think everything was going our, our way. I mean, what, what, what were the lads like after the game? Obviously, I got to speak to a few of you after. I spoke to Connor. Poor old Connor was distraught. I mean, he, he was like the end of the world for poor old Connor in the bar. But what were the lads saying after the game? Game. It was it was quite quiet in the change room for a little while. It it, it felt it a hundred percent felt like a loss. Even when during the warm down, you just you could see on everyone's face that you know we we worked hard for so long. Like for example, we 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 discussed how there wasn't really a bad player on the pitch. There really wasn't a bad player on the pitch. Like we all put in the effort. We all put in the running. We all did what we needed to do. We just it just shows that sometimes you know quick decisions. For example, like a red card can just change a game straight away or a penalty can change a game or, you know, added minutes. So I, I don't, I don't know what else to say, man. It is, it, it feels like a loss and 100%. I, I don't accept one point from that game, especially with the way that we played. I, I, we just can't accept one point. It was really difficult to take. It was really difficult to take. Yeah, I mean, obviously we had the uh, the Arsley game in the week, which was good to get back to winning ways. But obviously we are, you know, I mean, I was chatting to Joe, uh, obviously after the game and a few of the land like jammers in the barn. We are we're so far behind with our league games now. 
how hard is it, like you say, taking these draws? You know what I mean? Because, you know, if we want to start climbing the league table, we need to turn these draws into wins. But when things like yesterday, I mean, how much did the, the, the injuries play an impact? You lose your two forwards, you know, uh, they've had to go off. Uh, obviously, we, you know, like Carl, hopefully I spoke to his dad uh, last night. Apparently, he's, he's just got bad bruising uh, on his on his uh, ankle and his foot area. Um what, how does that affect you guys as players when you like you see your, your, the injuries going down and you've maybe got to change formation a bit? I mean, we've seen how versatile you are uh, this season. Obviously, we saw you, we've seen you used to you out on the left. You've started in that left back. Yesterday, like, there were times in the second half when you had to do a lot of defending. Um, how does it affect the game planning when like injuries happen during the games? Uh, it's, it's weird and it's it's really hard to take, especially for us, because we've had so many injuries from the start of the season. We've had Terence, we've had Davo, we've had um, uh, Liam at the start of the season as well. Um, now um, Ethan, now we've got Kyle, now we've got Vernie. Like, that's seven people that I've counted from our team um, that have just, you know, that just randomly get injured. And usually it's, it's hard to take on a chin because most of these players will start. And we also had Dylan as well, so that's eight. Um, so it, it's it's so difficult to take because when especially when from my from my perspective I'm a more attacking player than I'm defensive but I will do the defensive work because I know that it's for the team it's not for me but when 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 you see all of these injuries happen you're just going like is this really how our our season is going to go this is just our luck and but the boys really we always pull together we always you know people are willing to step up in different positions it's it's very very. It's very, very hard, but, you know, we always stick together. And that's one thing I actually enjoy about playing with this group, that we, we all stick together regardless. And it is very hard to see, but hopefully everyone's going to be back fit soon because a fully fit fully fit Dunstable Town squad is frightening. Absolutely frightening. Yeah, no, mate, I 100% agree with you. I mean, you said there about obviously being versatile. I mean, I know we gave you some stick about the Enfield game and how we've turned you into this superstar uh, um, left-back. I mean, Enfield, you got man of the match. You were superb, I thought. Um, how how hard is it for you uh, having to adjust to like slotting in a left-back? You mentioned there you'll do it for the team and... Blimey, no, mate! You've done it. You've done it really well against Enfield. You know you are. You are versatility in football is good because then Joe knows he can put you in other positions. Bit like Terence, he's kind of like that kind of player. Yeah. How do you find it? Because you are so attack minded. You put. You know, you're the fastest player we've got. You're one of the most skillfulest players we've got. How is that whole mindset for you having to change from going up the pitch to then defending? It's. Uh, it's. I won't lie. It's very difficult because um, my my usual natural position would be out on the right. Because uh, I love to cut in and take shots, and you know, goals is part of my games. I love to score goals. I love to like create and get assists and stuff like that. And then last season, when I was at Buckingham, I I uh, played on the left. I actually really enjoyed it. I got a bag full of assists and bag full of goals. You know, so I stayed out on the left. But um, this season, where we've like sort of like changed formation, where there isn't, uh, we play like sort of like a wing back formation. So it's it's almost like invited uh, me to do a bit more defensive work and. To be honest, my my defending has actually got has actually improved in in the season. So I I can't lie, I'm quite shocked about it. My mates are quite shocked <laughs> about it. I, I I just wouldn't defend. I just <laughs> never would defend. So um, being versatile has actually improved my game a lot. Uh, I look I look and feel much fitter than I was before, especially. So it, it's something that part of my game that has just improved, I guess, and. Um, I, 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 it is difficult to take on the chin sometimes, you know, when you get slotted at left back. But Especially when we're again, all calling you the best left back in the world. Yeah. 
and then and then you put in a performance and then all of a sudden you go, oh wait a minute, am I actually a left back? And he's just like Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just have to you just have to do it because there's other players that are doing it for the team as well. We've had like Benji Crilly, who sometimes played in midfield at the start of the season, and he ended up playing centre back and he's played right back, he's played left of a three, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you see it in, in other players that are willing to do a job. So why, why can't you do do a job as well? Yeah, no, most I mean, look at yesterday's game, how you know, Alfie again slotting in at centre back, and you know, it's just a case of like you said at the start there, you know, we've got so many injuries, and it is, you know, Alfie for me looked like a natural centre back, you know, back there with Robbie and Jardel. He seems to do a job. Yeah, I think he we do miss something without him in, in the centre of midfield. But like you say, you could slot in a left back, Alfie could slot in a right back, Krilly's done it, you know. It is good to have all these versatile players, and it's gonna be a good headache for Joe to have when we get everyone fit but um Tolly what's the vibe around the team obviously we're coming up to like a really busy uh period now obviously we've got AFC Dunstable coming up this Wednesday then we've got a Vars game then we've got a ton of league games coming up for like December and January it's a busy busy period obviously you've heard everyone speak Joe speaks about it all the time I speak about it all the time we want to be challenging for for titles and we want to be winning trophies what's the vibe amongst the boys now obviously we you know we've won one league game since the Leighton Town game and that's no it's not through all four of our own you know what I mean we've had some horrible luck with injuries and some you know a few decisions go against us but what's the vibe amongst you and the boys mate as we head into like December January time um everyone's prepared to be honest we're all we're all um heading in the right direction I believe that the boys want to win we always want to win and you can tell when we either lose or when we draw the the standards are high I've never been at a club where the standards are so high like the demands are high at training we put in the effort in the games when like when we come to a game and you know we're we're on it, you can tell there's always like a there's a large focus. We are always prepared. Like we never come to a game not knowing what we're doing. Uh, Joe makes sure that from from the next game that we're ready to go. As soon as he sets out a formation and he sets out the players, the boys know what they're doing and we're we're ready to attack everything. To be honest, I, I don't think that we're ever gonna drop our standards for anything, no matter the results. So I, I I think the boys are ready to go. Like for me, I'm I'm just pumping every single game. I'm just ready and ready and ready and ready. So yeah, the boys the boys aren't going to drop their standards no matter what happens, no matter what the results are. Yeah, I mean I've um I had a few people standing next to me yesterday. It was you know I stand, I'm right behind the dugout and they, I don't think they'd been to many Dunstable games. They were like, my God, this manager is intense. I mean, Tolly, you're you're out on the wing after time, so you're right next to Joe. Just explain to people what it is like playing for Joe Dini because I love the guy. He's intense. He's passionate. He's the kind of manager that I I've played for a few guys like him in the past. I mean, but what is is it like for you guys on the pitch? Because you know Joe don't. There's no let up with him or Dirks or Jammers or any of the guy Anthony any of them boys on that on, on that bench mate there's no let up but what's it like for you as players when you hear like Joe he's on you he's 24 7 it's 90 minutes like you say he's probably on you guys during the week there's there's charts being slung out all over the place I mean I think it's fantastic but what's it like for you when you're actually on the pitch and you get Deeney going at you um, I've, I think he's got a winner's mentality and anyone that he fields he believes in that player and if he doesn't think that you'll do a job for him, you won't play. Mm-hmm. And that's that for me, that's fair enough. And uh, for me, I've had to readjust my positioning and he still feels like I can do that job. And every single other player that's on the pitch, he feels like they can do that job as well. So Joe, Joe believes in all of us and it's intense, 
but it's a winner's mentality. And I don't believe any other manager in the league has got that sort of mentality. Like, I don't think Joe sleeps. So, mm-hmm. but he puts in that effort because he's a winner and um, he wants us to be winners. And there's no, there's no, like, there's no two ways about it. I, I know that he's telling me to do something because he wants me to do it correctly. And if you're not able to take criticism, then you're not able to play for Joe Dini. It's just like, he knows how to win. And if you don't know how to win, then you're not going to play for him. So I, I, I actually enjoy playing for him. He's like, him and Dirks are just like, they're like my two dads, to be honest. So <laughs> they, 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 gave me the, they gave me the praise, they gave me the encouragement, but they also gave me the criticism just so I can better myself. So next game, I look better. Next game, I look sharper. So all praise to him, to be honest. He's, he's a fantastic manager. Yeah, I mean, how do you obviously you've been around the non-league circuit a little while now? I mean, what how how is how is it around the camp with the younger guys? We mentioned like Rory on the on on the pod a few times. You have got like Joe Sellers West. Obviously, it's, it's a it's a new experience for some of these guys coming through, right, Tolu? And, and it, you know, so one of the guys that I was next to the other day, he's like, oh, how do like how do these young lads take it like with with Joe and Dirks being so intense? I mean, is it the case of people like you and Jammers and Robbie Goodman and and Alfie just you know nurturing these young guys and saying, look, this is what non-league football is all about? Uh, yeah, I started playing, um, I was at Newport when I was 16. Uh, so I started playing when I was pretty young. So you could already tell the demands are completely different to when you're playing at youth level. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it's kind of hard to find your feet. And sometimes when you when you do come into the men's game a bit later, so when you're like 18, 19, 20, you don't realise how how physical, how tough the game can be. And um, because I've already like been able to like you know put my body about, be able to, you know, get stronger mentally physically and emotionally so like when a manager is demanding something from you because he wants to win it's something you're able to take on the chin and which is why he's fielding out the players that he fields out you know like Alfie Harry Benji Creeley like these guys are mentally strong like they're, they're mentally strong and they're they're leaders on the pitch as well and that's where I'm gauging my leader I'm finding my voice on the pitch as well I'm able to you mm-hmm. know you know I wouldn't say bark instructions at people but you know like get people like going get people motivated Make sure that, you know, everyone's doing their jobs because at the end of the day, we all want to win and we all want people on the same pitch as us that's got the same winner's mentality. So, yeah, it's difficult sometimes because, you know, it's hard to take on a chin, especially when you don't win. But again, it comes from the manager top uh, all the way through uh, to the bottom that, you know, a winner's mentality at uh, at the top will always trickle down to the bottom. Mm. Has it surprised you how in-depth it is uh, with Joe? Obviously, like you say, and I, I, I spoke to you guys and obviously I speak to Joe quite a bit. You like, you guys get like video sent to you. You get you get everything sent to you guys where you're going to be in corners, when you're going to be from throwing. So it ain't just a case of walking into a change room and there's little bits of paper stuck up, up, up on a wall like it's a bit old school. This is really, really in-depth what they do at Dunstable Town now, right? Especially with Joe and Dirks. It, it's, yeah. it's literally, there's video. I know, I know for a fact that Joe's watched yesterday's game already twice you know what i mean i've spoke to him briefly this morning so i mean he's you don't get that at a lot of non-league football do you Tolly? you know don't get me wrong i'm not saying the managers are in depth but what joe yeah. and the guys seem to do with you boys seems to be next level of in depth like we're talking premier league yeah uh joe and dirks are proper professionals in my eyes um I remember when Kyle left uh Buckingham where we were playing at last season and he he came to uh Dunstable um, so I, I, you know, just started doing a little bit of research on, you know, like who Joe Dini actually is, you know, like, and you, he's come from a professional background, like that, 
you don't I don't think any manager at this level, even you know, step one would be able to give in-depth um, analysis of everything. Like we get goals analysis, we get possession, you know, um corners, throw-ons, like just everything. And they go in depth just to make sure that everyone knows exactly what they're doing. And to us, we he they might seem crazy, but they know exactly what they're doing. And a lot of us have actually improved from their professionalism. So I I have zero, zero, zero um, negativity to say towards what they do because what they do is because they come from a professional background. Like, they're never going to let that go. They're never going to drop their levels just because they, you know, they're managing at step five. So um, it is, it's, a, it's a good thing for the club. You know, it takes a club in, in the right direction. You know, we're, we're really functioning like a professional club. And I, I really like that about Dunstable Town. And that's come from Joe and, and Dirk's professionalism. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Tolly, just talking about you for a bit, obviously you said you've been playing non-league football pretty much for 16. Just give the people that listen to the pod a little bit of history about how you got involved in non-league football. And for those that don't know, and I only found this out about 10 minutes ago, Tolly lives in Leicester. It's not, not like this guy's around the corner. He's at training. He's at, This is unbelievable commitment, Tolly. Uh, honestly, I take my hat off to you, mate. But how did you get involved in non-league football, progressing from the youth game? Um, and, how, and eventually, how did the move come to Dunstable Town? Um, I was, when I was 16, 15, 16, I was at uh, Newport's um, under 16s and um, we had a little training session against the, the Newport first team. And this is when I was playing, I was playing uh, as a centre midfielder at the time and I've absolutely ruined their, their first team. I absolutely ruined <laughs> their first team. And at the time, their manager was uh, Darren Lynch. So all praise to Darren Lynch. He actually gave me my first opportunity to play men's football. And um, since then, literally just been in and around sort of like first team reserves um, for Newport. And eventually I decided to take the move out to go and play for Mersley just to get more minutes, build up my, you know, like player profile and also just build up my, my physicality as well. Because even though I was very, very tricky, you know, you're still young, you're still a little bit um, weak and um, stuff like that. So I played at Mersley for about two years. Um, I would say single-handedly took him to a cup final because I scored a hat-trick in the <laughs> yes, quarters, Tully. scored a hat-trick in the semis, uh, scored a winning penalty um, as well um, to take us to the final. Fortunately, didn't win the final, lost 2-1, but that also improved my player profile, which got me uh, moved to Buckingham, uh, Buckingham Athletic. At Buckingham Athletic, I played alongside Kyle, so that's mm-hmm. when me and Kyle first um, bumped heads. And... Um, one season at Buckingham Athletic. I was also coming from Leicester at that point. Wow. Um, so I've been I've been going to uni and playing for Buckingham, and um, yeah, finished but finished the season with twelve goals and nineteen assists. And wow. I, I actually got I got told that Joe came to watch a few of my games. And usually I have a look around who's actually come to watch, and not once did I ever see Joe. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> stealth mode hiding in the stands. <laughs> he's, literally, he's literally come in on a ninja on a ninja thing. I can I imagine just, him with the old war paint on, just sitting in the sitting just stands literally just, just sitting in the stands. Um but yeah, I heard news that um Joe had come to watch me and um so I, I started, you know, stalking Dunstable. So I just wanted to know what the club was about how they played. So, you know, I was watching videos from last season, just, you know, see where I could probably implement myself. And, you know, I, I, then I just decided, yeah, I want to I want to join them. They they look like a very, very good club. And it sort of like took me a step up. It was a step up for me because I was playing step six. So now into step five. So it's a bit more, a bit more of a challenge for myself. And 
from then on, you know, just been, I spoke to Joe, had a little meeting with him and Dirks, um, and straight away from, even from their meeting, they're like, just see how training is. But even from their meeting, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Give me the paper, I want to sign. Wow. So um, from there, we just we just took it off. And from there, I've just been a dunceable player. And, you know, I feel like a proper Jodini player, you know, worked hard, bit of a nasty, bit of a nasty boy on the pitch, but, you know, nice guy off the pitch. But yeah, as I've actually enjoyed the little journey that I've had um, between 16 and now. It's been like, it's character building, you know, it's mentally character building because I feel like some of the things I've gone through, some people couldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. I've been traveling up and down. I managed to finish my third year, graduated and wow. also finished like yeah, with with um, being, being the third top scorer in the club for Buckingham. So, you know, it's it's all those challenging things that have just you know, made me the person I am right now. So I can't, I just can't thank, thank Joe enough for, you know, bringing me on. So, yes, yeah, it's been a good journey. It's been a very good journey. Oh mate, you literally you 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 are you're one of the one of the nicest people I've met at, at Dunstable Town, mate. And the fact that you travel from Leicester, you know what I mean. You 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 and even the short time that I've known you, you can see that you, you're you're improving every game, mate. And uh, you know you do bring so so much to this team. I mean, I know they've done. Did you see the teammates they've done? When who is it? Who's challenging you to a race? I mean, you're saying you're the fastest thing at the club. I mean, who's who's keeping up with you in a race over hundred meters? I don't. I, I do you know. There's a, there's a couple of lads that that do claim. Uh, to be fast but you know I've proved it over a couple games you know people come back into the changing room and they go oh my gosh Tolly I just saw you just <laughs> go through blades and blades of grass and go mm. maybe, maybe I'm not that maybe I'm not as quick as you can. but you know I think I think Webby said he'll give me a, a good a good race okay. but I don't I, I don't think anybody else I, I, I'd have to back myself in 100 metres 200 metres to absolutely blitz everyone in the team Love it, mate. Love it. Um, Tolly, obviously, we've got AFC Dunstable coming up uh, on Wednesday. Then we're at home in the Vars uh, next Sunday. Uh, obviously, a lot of the stuff spent. I've only been involved in the club just over a year now. I don't think we beat Dunstable, uh, AFC Dunstable for a while. What does that mean to the players? Obviously, we're playing from a team, uh, a step up. It's kind of landlords and tenants thing. It is literally a local derby. We play at the yeah. same ground. I mean, how excited are you guys to play on Wednesday night against AFC Dunstable? You know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think that AFC are going to be quite shocked with what we have to offer. To be honest, um, I do, um, I do sometimes see you know some some people from their club come to watch our games, and it, it just shows the level that Dunstable is starting to to work at. You know that people from other clubs are starting to come, you know, to, to our games. They're very interested in what we're doing. Um, I believe they'll be shocked at the how hard we work. Um the way that we're able to, you know, take things on, you know, you put balls in our box, we'll head them back. Mm-hmm. Um, you you try to challenge us to a foot race, you know, we'll give you a good challenge. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, you know, just getting stuck in and getting involved because it, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting game. It won't be like a, a straight blitz over, you know, we won't roll over for them. They probably won't roll over for us. So it's going to be a very, very difficult game, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good man, good man. Um, Tolly, we always, as you know, we try and end the podcast on a, on a good question, a little funny question. <laughs> We're coming into the Christmas season, Tolly. Uh, I do believe it's a danceable Christmas party. Out of your yeah. teammates or uh, uh, or management, you can choose anyone. Who's the one person you're letting DJ the Christmas party and who's the one person you're not letting near any of the music? Oh, DJ, DJ, DJ. I've got to give it to Isaac Olalei, man. That okay. guy's just got the tunes. He's always <laughs> got the tunes. Every every time he plays music, I always perform. Like okay. I always perform. Um, yeah, Isaac Isaac is top of the list when it comes to DJs. Okay, uh, who's, who who's not who's not DJing the Christmas party? Oh, 
Oh. Who's got the worst? This is basically saying who's got the worst taste in music in the whole team. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Liam. He's a he's a <laughs> he's a he's a garage househead. No no lyrics, just 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 beats. Pure I garage. can't do it. I yeah, can't do it, man. I can't, I can't exactly. I can't exactly see you and Didi bopping away to the garage at the Christmas party. Man. I can't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more lyrics and rap, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Tolu, it's been great having you on the podcast, mate. Um, just keep doing what you're doing for the uh, for for Dunstable Town. We all enjoy watching you play. I really enjoy uh, getting to chat to you after games and stuff. And you know, mate, the fact that you travel from Leicester just shows how how committed you are to this team. That's not just for games. That's for training. That's for you know, obviously away games must be even harder for you, mate. You know, it's bad enough getting to Dunstable from Leicester, but keep doing what you're doing, mate. Uh, obviously, you know we've we're having a little. A bad run of form at the minute, but it's not getting luck going our way. Like Joe said yesterday, you know what I mean? Maybe he's annoyed the big man upstairs, but there's still such a long, long, long way to go in this season. And, you know, when we've got players like you on the pitch, mate, honestly, just just keep doing it, mate. Keep believing in yourselves. And I, I'm 100% sure good things are coming for this team, mate. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Really appreciate what you're doing for the club as well. Just just to let Dunstable fans know that we'll, we'll be back. We're, we're still kicking. Nobody's dropped their heads. We're just going to keep going. That's it, mate. No problem. No problem. Thanks so much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Talk of the Town podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at DTFC pod. We will be back on Wednesday with a guy you might have heard of, not as famous as Tolu, but Mr. Barry Fry, former Dunstable Town player and manager and all-round football legend. But we'll be back Wednesday as well with our post-match. Go and check us out on social media. But I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with the amazing Tolu. Till next time, everybody, up the blues. <laughs>